0: For too long, the fertility market has been bewildering, overwhelming, and frankly, I think has downright ignored the needs and difficult experiences of the people they're supposed to be serving. Ovum has made it their mission to change this completely. Now, I am extremely choosy about who I promote on this podcast because I'm very protective of my listeners and audience, which is why you've probably only ever heard one spoken ad like this before. So it's with complete confidence, excitement and pride that I can share this amazing company with you. Ovum care about you, truly. From creating products to support conception and fertility that are designed by doctors and backed by the latest science without cutting any corners, from adding access to meditations I've personally written and recorded inside their pregnancy test boxes, Ovum is founded by individuals who've navigated infertility themselves. I really couldn't be more proud to partner with them and tell you about them. Ovum is driven by the belief that everyone who is trying to conceive deserves better, and I am 100% behind this ethos. So head over to startwithovum.com and use code LIFERAFT10 for 10% off their tests and supplements. Hello, this is Fertility Life Raft with me, Alice Rose. Welcome back. Uh, welcome, if you're a new listener. Um, it's the fifth episode of the second series, which might be confusing to you because last week um, I got ever so muddled up with my numbers and I, th- I think I said it was like the third episode, but it was actually the fourth episode and... Anyway, this is actually the fifth episode of the second series. Um, It's really brilliant to have you with me. I've had some really amazing uh, feedback from... Um, the last episode with Dr Zoe Williams. So thank you so much for that. You may have noticed it has actually been a couple of weeks since I put that out. And that is because I I do try to really talk my talk and look after myself as much as I encourage you to do as well. And I'm not always brilliant at it, um, but I do try. And I realised that getting out this podcast weekly was actually just getting quite difficult with all my other commitments and I was feeling the pressure. So um, I've decided to make it a bi-weekly or for my non-UK listeners um, fortnightly <laughs> and in time I definitely want to make it weekly again but um, yeah I'm going to need a sponsor for that so <laughs> so that I can hire an editor. <laughs> so anyone listening feel free to pay me lots of money to make this uh, podcast and it will reach the listeners faster. Now before I get into this week's feature interview with the gorgeous Sarah from IVF Babble I wanted to share a positive NHS story with you before we get into the main chat, which I hope will just kind of encourage you that sometimes there are ways to swing the pendulum in your favour, not necessarily with with the NHS or, or anything like that, but just, you know, with life in general. Sometimes there's things that you can actually do to take back ownership of something which seems so far out of your control. And I'm going to share this with you because somebody got in touch to tell me about what happened and she was just elated on cloud nine um, and couldn't believe that things had actually swung in her favor after what she'd been through. So let me read out the email that she sent to me. RCCG funded us with one round of IVF. Disappointing that it's not in line with the NICE guidelines, but we were so grateful to even have one shot. I started treatment for a short cycle of IVF in May of this year. Unfortunately, it was a pretty disastrous experience. I responded poorly to the drugs, only had two follicles and ended up with one egg, which didn't fertilise. We were devastated at not having any embryos. I did a bit of research with our CCG and spotted their cancelled policy, treatment stopped before egg collection, and abandoned policy, treatment stopped before embryo transfer. NICE guidelines define a cancelled cycle but don't define abandoned That's our local CCG definition. Our CCG states that you can have two abandoned or cancelled cycles without it counting towards your NHS funding. I was feeling a little bit optimistic that we may get another go on the NHS as we seem to fall under our CCG's abandoned policy. I went armed with the information to our follow up appointment and I want to put it out there that I could not fault the hospital or the staff during our treatment. They were fantastic. We were disappointed with our follow-up appointment as the doctor was adamant that we didn't fall under the council policy and we'd used all of our funding. If we'd like to go for further treatment, then we'd have to self-fund. They wouldn't even entertain the abandoned policy. In hindsight, I don't think they are clear on what this policy is. We spent a few weeks grieving as we couldn't believe that that was it. After lots of therapy, I was supported by my hubby, therapist and GP to make a complaint about our funding situation. No one could understand why we were not considered an abandoned cycle. I knew the odds of the NHS siding in our favour was relatively slim, actually non-existent. I was hoping it would bring me some closure and I'd no longer have to think of the what-ifs. So, in July of this year, I made a complaint to my local CCG regarding our circumstances and to get clarity over why we were not considered an abandoned cycle. Fast forward 10 weeks to today, we finally had a response. The CCG have sided with us. I repeat, they sided with us and confirmed we've not used our funding and we can still have funded treatment. I am in a state of utter shock that it's gone in our favour. To say I'm ecstatic is an understatement. This has taken a huge financial strain off myself and my husband. There's been so many emotions today, happy, sad, relief, anger, frustration, gratitude, optimism and finally a little bit of hope that we get another chance at the possibility of having a family. This has been an incredibly difficult time, particularly for my husband. He's an absolute saint and has supported us through this whole process. Can you please, please, please share this story with your followers? I would hate to think of anyone who is in a similar situation and is not aware of how they can follow up. They can get answers and sometimes the NHS is on your side. I would never have thought of making the complaint if it hadn't have been for my therapist. I'm so glad that I did. Even if the outcome had gone a different way, I think it would still have helped to, be draw, to draw closure on this chapter to enable me to embrace the next. I hope that by raising awareness of my journey, it might help someone going through a similar situation. I just love this story, and I think if you want to make contact with this listener, she's just set up a new Trying to Conceive Instagram account called Trying to Make Us Three, and is really happy to talk to anyone about it. I really want to thank Trying to Make Us Three for sharing that with me, Um, and I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd love to know if you've had a similar situation, or, um, you, you know, this has encouraged you. Time to get stuck into this week's brilliant guest, Sarah from the fantastic IVF Babble. And we started chatting and I hit record as we were getting into the good stuff straight away and I didn't want to miss it. So you join us just as Sarah's explaining how much she puts into her passion and purpose, the online magazine she's founded with fellow IVF veteran
1: Tracy. What do you think you sacrificed? Uh, oh my god, I have sacrificed my time, first of all. that I, I do not have. I just don't, I don't have any time to myself. I wake up I wake up in the morning. And the first thing I do is I, I check my emails, my Instagram, and the DMs are just, you know, da 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 da, 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 da. So there isn't, there isn't th- th- literally no free time, because I'm splitting my time between the website, my day job, my husband, my girls, my mum, who s- and sadly just got um, breast cancer last month. Oh. So <coughs> my dad got Parkinson's last year. And so it's trying to balance, like, looking after all those people... Like literally looking after all those people and then I put myself at the bottom. So and sort of at the you know, there's only twenty four hours in a day and and actually I use my hours for sleep. <laughs> How <laughs> that's so depressing. No,
0: but it's like <laughs> that's the reality of if you want to start yeah. something mega which you have and yeah. that you are maintaining and that's the thing it's the consistency of maintaining that output and yeah. and being a you know a, a kind of um benchmark really for people to come to. Yeah. You know, and you've established yourself as an as a real authority in this space in such a
1: short amount of time. I I just well, I think I think because we me and Tracy, we, we set out to create something that we wish we'd had, so the vision was always there, and we always say, Ev- everything we do, everything we publish is what would we have wanted, you know, even even like with the images on the website, you know, I never wanted to see pictures of babies and uh, you know and you know just pages and pages and pages, just words, 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 words. So we've created visually something we wanted. But also, you know, factually, and then having that community. Oh my God, I wish I'd had that community, you know, 10 years ago. I think, I don't, I think had I had that commute, that support and that community, I wouldn't have all this sort of hidden, <laughs> hidden trauma. Do you think that's still there? That my trauma? God, yeah. My sister last year, um, well, more than that now, because her, her baby's a year old now. But when she told me she was pregnant like naturally there was still this sting I just you know that's my sister and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) oh and 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 her first words were I'm you know I'm sorry and and it's like oh my god she's apologizing to me Mm. because she just got pregnant naturally but I still have this resentment when I when I hear that someone's just got pregnant naturally because I think oh right you had it easy, right? Okay. All right for some, isn't <laughs> it? And how awful is that? But but I think it's buried so deep inside because I I I never you know I I never spoke to anyone. I just wrote it in my diary, dear. You know. I've mentioned before, I used to talk to a guardian angel. Yes, so let's go back. So I know your story, but for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell us about what happened when you started trying? Um, Yeah, so I sort of, you know, trying naturally for over two years and then, you know, went to the doctor and then they said polycystic ovaries, husband's sperm's really bad. So, and it was the NHS, which is great, because it was free. But of course, with the NHS comes... Um, lots and lots and lots of waiting time. So I had two rounds of IUI, which didn't work, then an IVF that didn't work, and then eventually um, ICSI, which did work, but then led to that horrific side effect. Yes, you had which was awful <laughs> time, which was didn't so, you? Which was so, 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 so terrible. So tell what and happens. Was, so after transfer, I remember just suddenly feeling a little bit weird, just out and about walking. And then thinking, I can't walk anymore. And that evening, I was admitted to A&E and was in the hospital for two weeks and blew up like a balloon. Like, so, so freaky. Like, could your, the lining of your, my stomach um, was filled with fluid and then my lungs. And your blood is thickening. I mean, it is So this, this is bad. OHSS? Severe OHSS. So that's
0: ovarian hyperstimulation yes. syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. And that happened after transfer? Yeah. Is yeah. that normal? Because it, does it sometimes happen before that?
1: or It's, um, well, it can happen before transfer. And, and actually, they don't let people get to that severe level anymore. So they will, they'll postpone treatment. They'll freeze an embryo and then, you know, let your body take a break. Um, but the thing is, I ignored signs. So I, you know, during stimulation, I, I basically I was becoming overstimulated. But I was just like, let's just get on with this. Mm-hmm. Want that baby, I want that baby. And ignored it, and knew the small print was there, but didn't read it. And um, so, you know, fast forward to being in hospital two weeks, swelling up like a, like oh, a crazy chick. So uncomfortable. God, it was. Was just... it super painful? Because you couldn't, you could, I couldn't put any pressure on my on my sides because my ovaries had swollen, so so I couldn't sleep. Um... And then got the worst cystitis I think oh. I've ever had, but they can't give you anything for it. <laughs> so could you imagine just the worst, the worst, the worst. So, so that, the end, was, they... that was your two week wait then in the hospital, yes. having the yeah. most
0: horrendous time ever.
1: And I remember the nurse coming around saying, listen, if you can avoid it, don't let them pop you because it's really painful.
0: Oh.
1: And then in the end they were like, we're going to have to pop you. Cause... Pop you? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty pretty grim. And then, God. And then they popped me. And then the doctor came round that evening and said, "I'm going to do a pregnancy test now." And I just said, "Please, please, please! This is so the wrong time. If it's negative, I will shut down now, <laughs> yeah. and I won't open my eyes." But then, um, so they left it and did the pregnancy test the next day. And and actually, I remember I was walking to the to the toilet and I borrowed a a walking frame from this old woman in front of me so I had oh I had a walking frame I had the drip so I was dragging my drip along and I I mean looked the worst you could possibly imagine completely swollen body but totally drawn in the face because I hadn't slept and the doctor said Sarah we have some amazing news and um, he goes come on let's get you back to your bed and I said but it's taken me 15 minutes to get this far (laughs) And he goes, this is going to be worth it. So we, we headed back, and he, he said, you know, you are pregnant. And, um, and I said, could you get me some paperwork to back that up, please? Because I was so shocked, and then came back with the results. And the nurses, they said, should we try and clean you up before your husband gets here? So a pair of them took me into the shower and washed me, washed my hair.
0: oh
1: It was pretty amazing.
0: Okay, so that was... So all so you had quite a few rounds of treatment that didn't work Mm. then you had your ICSI and then terrible OHSS in hospital and then you had twins yeah um and then a few years later you have established IVF Babble yeah which is the leading online magazine Thanks very much Fertility, <laughs> and but it's not just a magazine, though, is it? It's so much more than that. Tell me about where that started. Why? Why did you start it? Why? And, and how did you meet Tracy? And give us
1: the... so she's Tracy's a friend of a friend, and um, we just met one day. And she she, it, she had her own fertility journey. She had her twins. I'm, I'm sure she will hate me for saying this, but quite late in life, in her late forties. Um, very late 40s, Tracy. Um, and she she just said she wanted to create something. She wanted to, to provide the support she wished she'd had. And I said, this is exactly what I want to do. Because going back to when I was in hospital, I remember lying there thinking, I don't know what's going on. I, I literally had no clue. And I remember Googling something and, and um, these forums came up. I think they were like women in the States. And everything just said drink Gatorade and I thought is that it is that the guidance and support I've got and I thought when I when I am back on my feet I'm going to create something so we then um said let's let's put together this online magazine and um and that's what we did that was November 2016 we launched and it's been so hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I love the honesty with that because oh it is God. so it's hard so creating hard. something from scratch, it's... you know. And it's absolutely blown up. I mean, it's so successful. Yeah. What, did,
1: like, what's it like behind the scenes with that? It's, do you know, I, 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 was saying to you before. I went to see my friend Kate Thornton, who's who had a website um, when I was thinking of doing this, and she said to me, "It, it will be the hardest thing you ever do." And I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. You know, seriously, how hard can it be? But it is it's it's all consuming because you have such a responsibility, you know. These aren't, you know, this these aren't just sort of fickle articles. These are articles that that are there to educate, to inform, and to comfort. So everything has to be so spot on Mm. so you know we're we're working with doctors to provide that medical content so every 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 fact has to be you know from an an expert Um, so behind the scenes there's liaising with all these different clinics and then there's working out what those topics should be so it's you know going back to our readers asking them questions you know finding out what's new in the world and then there's stories, you know, getting people's stories in. And then there's the support side to so the amount of emails we get every day from women with questions. I, th- I think the thing people think we're bigger than we are, but actually it's literally myself, Tracy, and Claire, our editor. Mm-hmm. And then recently my sister's come on board to help research all these different product companies that we can put into our Babel Prime shop. Oh, Amazing. So she's going out and making sure all these products are useful for anyone trying to conceive. So, you know, supplements, yoga courses, paraben-free, you name it. And then asking for discounts as well. So there's just there's that. And then there's the events that we do. Mm. And then there's the free IVFs. It's negotiating with clinics to ask for those. That's like one of the...
0: I mean, I think you were the first people to
1: do that, right? Like, I, I, don't don't think... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. I think we've given but... away 18 rounds now. That's amazing. And it hasn't been released yet in the press, but we have got two babies that have been born. Oh, so there are five pregnancies and two babies were born last week. Our first two babble babies. Oh my goodness. Mm. How does that make you yeah. feel? Like totally overwhelmed. Nice I sent a people. message to one of the girls and I just said, "This has made all the blood, sweat, and tears worth it." You know, oh, like, welling
0: up myself. There is
1: a there are there are two human beings on this planet <sighs> because of the hard work that we put in. I mean, I've killed myself in the process.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so um, easy, isn't it, to look at to look at your website and just go, "Oh, it's, that's a nice website, yeah. and this is great, and oh, there's a great community there," yeah. but.
1: Oh my goodness, like... Do you know, I sat down at my computer yesterday and I... At one point, I had so many tabs open. I just... My head was just in a a mess. I was thinking, oh, you know, I need to speak to that clinic. I need to reply to that, that woman that's asking for help. Oh my God, what are the topics for today? You know, just... How, how how do you do it, Sarah? Because
0: you do have quite a high pressure job as well, don't you? So this isn't you are doing this on the side. This yeah. is your I, side thing. So, so what? And you're a floor. I'm, I'm floor, floor manager. manager yes. Aren't you? Yeah. And so um, really,
1: that's that's such a cool job. I had. I didn't tell you about my. Um, I was doing a job recently. It was the D-Day celebrations. Oh okay. Um, oh my god! It was such an amazing day, and I was put in. So there was quite a few floor managers, and I was put in charge of the world leaders. Wow. So I had to look after Macron, Trudeau, oh my God. Um, Theresa May, um, Trump. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh! Honestly, it. The others were so so lovely, and he. Oh my God, what a bad aura he has! Really, bad really? bad aura. Yeah. So all the others were like. I mean, it was such a simple job, really. I, I just had to you know, hand them their um, scripts and then brief them and then cue them out onto stage, and. All the others, as they brought over to me, all smiles and lovely and, you know, good afternoon. And and then I would brief them. They all waited for my cue. He walked over and he just goes, where do I go? So I gave him a stage direction. He didn't wait for my cue. As he came down the stairs, I just thought, you're getting nothing. Nothing from me. (laughs) Which is such a shame because it's the one time in my life where I could have said, you know, good afternoon, Mr. President. Yeah. Gave him nothing. Good on you. But, like, (laughs) Theresa May, who, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm not a huge fan at all, but she was so lovely. Oh, was she? And um, she waited for my cue, which I liked. When she came off stage, because she read this beautiful piece, and she came off stage and I said, Prime Minister, that was read so beautifully. And she just had this, she just smiled and she went, oh my God, thank you so much. That was probably the first nice thing that was yes. said to her <laughs> for about five years. But, um, <laughs> but it was such a magical day and you know, we had all the guard of honor so I had to cue the guard of honor 148 members of the guard of honor all on stage but you know so when I look back at my 22 year career in television I realize how easy I've had it
0: yeah yeah without the whole oh my god (laughs) massive job that you do (laughs) oh my god
1: I literally in tv I, I go to work I pick up a running order I work out who I need when I need them what time they're on the telly do it, cue them, and then I go home. Mm-hmm. That's it. Send mm-hmm. my invoice in. Oh when I think about all the times I've complained that we had a missed meal break, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you didn't know you were born. I really didn't. So, so actually, my TV days are now my down days That's so in my funny. head. Like for me, that is when I can just switch off. Just I say switch off. I don't. You know, sometimes I'm. I'll queue a guest out and then I'll quickly whip my phone out my back pocket just to check if I've got DMs or emails. So how
0: how are you managing this, really? I mean, how are you supporting yourself emotionally and your own mental health and how are you managing that? Or, or do you think that slipped by the wayside?
1: I'm 100% slipped. Like, 100% slipped. Like, you know, four years ago, I had this awful, huge tumour removed from my chest. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a really, really rare tumor took them like seven hours to take out (gasps) Awful, like awful in In my chest in my chest wall oh my god yeah really gross had its this is so grim had its own blood supply it's connected to major arteries it was really freaky they didn't know how to take it out they were like oh we think we're gonna cut a main artery to your your heart so anyway they went in round the back sorted it um was this before your fertility treatment? Or? Yeah, the year before. No, sorry, after. Yeah, so this is. This was four years ago. This was the year and before we launched I, IVF Right, right. oh my goodness. And I remember my surgeon saying, you really need to look after yourself. You need to take care. You need to, like, just calm down a bit. And it's like I went, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> and then just did completely the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, hearing you there, Doc. But I just think... The way I sort of get through this crazy, crazy, crazy lack of me time is I just think in, in five years' time, you know, maybe someone else can take this over. But if I can just work really hard, create something really brilliant that is going to help potentially change change lives. You, I mean, yeah, you've already two, done two, that. Two babies. Yeah. Got, yeah. Then I just think, then I can go through my you know from 50 that's my goal get to 50 I've got five years left and then just live Mm -hmm. just live so just work hard 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 and then and then so it's kind of head
0: down until you get to that point yeah
1: yeah um and a vodka
0: martini helps yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I think what's really so inspiring about you, Sarah, is that you have taken something, and I know that they, they had a, I think they had a whole um, day or afternoon on this at the Fertility Fest, but about taking something really hard and transforming it into something amazing, which is exactly what you and Tracy have done. Um, What does that feel like? I mean, that must, you know, taking away all of the pressure and all of the work, there must be that sort of real sense of, I've I've
1: made I've really made something here that's so I feel like that when I get beautiful emails <clears throat> that that is when I suddenly the world stops spinning for a minute and then I, I'm like, Oh my god, okay, this is worth it. Mm. I got this email from this it was such a beautiful email and basically a while back I'd posted this picture of this couple in space looking back at Earth. <sighs> Oh, I remember that post. And I was so moved by this image because it just it just made me feel how I felt. I felt, you know, that kind of everyone else was lives were happening and mine was on pause. And this woman sent me this message and said, "I have she said I have been th- from, with IVF Able from the start of my journey." And um, she said you've supported me all the way and she said no one else knows this yet but I'm pregnant. And she said, um, and I have ordered that print that will now hang in my baby's nursery. Oh. She said, that's what you post, the words and the image, she said, was so powerful. And she said, and I never want to forget that. I was just like, oh my God, you just like, the, the impact. And so it's moments like that where I think, oh my God, this is working. This mm. is, this is This is what it was meant for. You know, if she said she stayed with us on her journey. Then, this is this is what it's all about.
0: When you were going through this, you were saying you had a guardian angel. Yeah, you spoke to a guardian angel. Who was your guardian angel? How did that come about?
1: It, it came about through a, a, a desperate need to just download to someone. And I'm not I'm not a religious person, um, but I needed something and i couldn't turn to anybody else and so i would just download my my thoughts my fears my hopes my dreams everything to her and she didn't ha- she didn't have a face she didn't i couldn't visualize her it was just my download and um that is what kept me going truly truly kept me going sometimes i'd be out and i would just secretly ask her for help, you know, if I was overwhelmed, if I'd go into a coffee shop and it'd be just rammed with buggies, I would just ask her just to help me calm down, which sounds quite odd, but it was my coping technique. Mm. And to this day, I still believe now that, my again, this sounds crazy, but I still believe that my guardian angel pops up almost every day in someone. Like, you know, I was on a train last year and I was exhausted, I was just exhausted from the amount of work. And I was going to this meeting, I was starving hungry, my battery was running out, I wasn't quite sure what stock to get out, and I could feel the tears rising. And um and, and and I just went, Oh God, I've got no battery. And this little voice went, Let me help you. And I looked this woman, and she goes, Come on, I've got some I've got a charge. She charged my phone up for me, and she goes, Right. What's, what's going on? And literally, I just started crying. And I went, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And she went, you haven't eaten, have you? And she pulled a flapjack out of her bag, gave me a flapjack, and she goes, right, where are you trying to get to? And, and I was like, I, I think it's here. And she worked out where I needed to get off. All of this stuff. And then um, I, I, just, I got off the train and I thought, that was her. Mm-hmm. That was her. In, in and that, that was my guardian angel today. And so I honestly believe that every day I I meet her in some sort of guise. I love yeah. that
0: so much. And I've read, I have read quite a lot about um, the idea of kind of guardian angels or signs. And I think anyone listening to this, if you're thinking, <laughs> what now? Where did this conversation just take a turn? Um, you know, I just think actually when you go through something like fertility and you get yourself into a state that you have never been in before and you are, actually desperate for something to hang on to you will find whatever speaks to you whatever resonates with you Mm. and whatever gets you through and if that is imagining something like a guardian angel and I just I think that's such a powerful visualization actually and it's a really I'm sure there's probably some proper psychological reason why this works but for me you know and I have this little exercise actually in my mindset course where you you do that exactly this, you you literally pass your worries over to um, I call it the uh, personal assistant. I love that. <laughs> so you have your own like amazing personal assistant and you know that this is the best personal assistant in the world, you know like a really yeah. like top quality personal assistant. and so you're not you're not you know you, you're not saying goodbye to all of your stress completely you're not saying you know I'm not going to deal with this but you're just just exactly as you say downloading and passing it over and you 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 literally visualize this person walking away with it and they're going to sort it out they're gonna they're gonna deal with that is it an am- that's amazing it's such a powerful <laughs> thing isn't it but that's exactly what you were doing no. kind of completely naturally and and I think that just the idea that you can just go, oh, and I always just feel like my shoulders just drop when yeah. I just think, all right, someone's going yeah. to someone's going to take care of this for yeah. me. And and it's it's funny, isn't it? It's that crossover between because I think if you do have a faith, that is what you get from your faith,
1: isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. That absolutely, yeah. I, I I wasn't brought up religious, but mm-hmm. um, my daughters my daughters. Believe in God. They they've been taught, you know, religious education at school, and that's totally fine. And so they were asking me about church, and I said, "Well, I'll I'll take you to church, if you want. If you want to, you know, I'll I'll show you." And um, so we went to church on on the, on a Sunday, and I just remember sitting there thinking, "I wish I did have a belief because this space, this beautiful church, this calm." lovely room I could do with this yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I could really do with this um it, but it, it's just not it's not the way I was brought up so my my guardian angel is my yeah is, is mine is your
0: version yeah. of it and I think that's really interesting I think we do live in a time where lots of people haven't been brought up with a faith and I I, I mean my dad's Jewish my mum's Church of England and I went to a kind of Christian school but it never filtered down really so I, I and I oh gosh, we're getting quite deep here, but like, <laughs> but um, I think it's fascinating. It's something that I really kind of explored a lot when we were going through fertility as well. And, you know, spirituality is, um, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I'm i am quite torn with spirituality. I'm quite torn with the idea of lots of things that come up with that. But what I really like is this idea of having, having a space, as you're saying, like walking into somewhere like a church, walking into you know, if, if, if your church is the yoga room... Absolutely, yeah. ...then that, yeah. that's... It, I, I really think that does the same thing yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, and I don't want to disrespect any faith here at all. You know, I have so much respect for... You know, every religion, I really think that that's... Oh, God, this is such a deep I know, conversation. I know. I know, And so complicated. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you, you, you get it from what
1: resonates with you. Yeah. you are um, just got to find your strength. Where you find your strength, mm, exactly. You know, and 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 do what feels right for you. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a friend who's really into crystals, and um and I, I was going out two days ago, and again I was just I, as I usually do most days, just feeling massively like overloaded with stuff. And I re- reached in my pocket to get my wallet, actually, and I found this crystal, and you know I clung onto this crystal so tightly for the entire journey. And um, I just thought, let's, let's see, let's try this. Let's it's try good, this. Because it's wow. a Why not? But but you know what? It, it took my mind off things. I started thinking about my friend, and and actually, so it was quite a powerful little, powerful yeah. little stone because it did. It took me. It, it did the trick, basically. That's really it did, interesting. Yeah. So
0: I've never got into crystals. I don't. Like, yeah. I think I've always been slightly like, mm, not sure that's really my bag. But I'm interested, and I want to learn about what what i want to learn about everything you know yeah. i just want to hear about it and this this is the life raft podcast you know so this is like we're going to talk about anything that kind of helps and if crystals are your thing yeah. you know if that helps you brilliant yeah go for it but i had a really really funny conversation with them. Um, Hannah and Lewis Vaughan-Jones recently for this podcast. And it was so funny because um, (laughs) Lewis is basically going, oh, well, it's all just garbage, complete and utter nonsense, obviously. But if it helps you, then fine. (laughs) And it was just funny because it was like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah. Whatever. Like, I I don't know. I think we can get really, um, it can polarise people, Mm. this stuff. definitely. Um, But actually, if we just open our minds a little bit and think, Why not? Let's give it a try. Yeah. You never really know what's going to help. No, exactly. If you could speak to yourself now, as someone about to go through your fertility treatment, what would you say to Sarah, like seven years ago, Sarah?
1: I would have put certain things into play, like counselling. I think I would have spoken to somebody beforehand. I'd love to have spoken to somebody who'd... Not only a professional, but someone that had been through it. Mm -hmm. Just to get an idea... Just to have that little circle of of trust around me before I started, I think that would have really really helped. I also didn't realise that it could fail. That sounds so naive. Mm. Like I just I thought, well, this 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 is it. This is it. I'm going to have a baby. Like (laughs) I couldn't have been more wrong. So I think just having that information, just doing a bit more research, not a huge amount but just enough to know what to expect mm-hmm. um, those those are the, the key the key factors really
0: and I think what you have got now with IVF Babel, the community that's there and the social media community that's
1: there yeah it's amazing that is the game changer isn't yeah, it yeah it really is it really really is do you know what, what I tell you what really brought everyone together Was it last year or the year before I literally lose track of time Are those pineapple pins? Oh yeah, love that. That that um, because that always goes back to I've always said on the when I was on the on the tube when I my IVF failed and just saw these faces and I just thought has anyone on this train ever experienced this grief? You know, of not getting pregnant. Mm. (laughs) And and I and so that's why I thought if everyone whose lives had been touched by infertility were wearing one of those pins. That train would have been packed. Yeah, and so I think when we um, released this campaign about you know IVF strong together, it just suddenly brought everyone, everyone together, and yeah. and people realising how many more lives had been been touched. And there were people buying pins, friends buying pins for friends, so friends not even going through it, but just wanting to show that support.
0: And that is amazing because mm. I think so much time I sort of feel a bit frustrated because I I feel like I'm saying the same thing a lot of the time within this kind of fertility bubble and actually, what we need to do is break out of that, isn't it? And and get people who haven't been through it,
1: yeah, talking about it, yeah, and understanding, yeah. you know, and because it's some you know people friends of friends have said I just don't, I don't know what to say, and um and so we you know we've said well, give your pin give a pin yeah because that shows that you 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 may not know how they're feeling but you are aware of you know what's going on and so this is you know this you know what this pin means and so it's it's showing your support mm. um i think is very powerful
0: so powerful so powerful thank you so much sarah this oh, was I such love a lovely God. conversation Why i could, haven't we done this before i don't know i was thinking this is really nice i want to carry there's on literally so to. many things we could talk <laughs> i know i could i could literally talk to you all day um but you need you are a very busy lady as we have um said so thank you massively for making time to come and sit in my kitchen and have a coffee with me and talk well, about stuff. i
1: adore you and everything you do so like, i am anytime. I could have
0: spoken to Sarah all day. We could have covered, I think, probably every topic under the sun. She's a wonderful woman making huge, huge changes in the fertility world, and I think you know I'd love to hear what you what you thought of our chat. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on. A lot of the things that we covered there. I mean, that was that was an unexpectedly interesting, pretty deep um, chat we got into. So um, I'd love I'd love to, to hear back from you. So definitely get in touch with me, mostly on Instagram at this is Alice Rose. Um, I am on social media across the board um, at the same handle and definitely drop me a line uh, if you want to alicerosecreative at gmail.com there's lots more resources on my website this is alicerose.com if you're looking for further support you can find my free meditation there you can find my 10-day mindset course Um, you can find my blog and some other bits and pieces so um, I really love hearing from you please do get in touch and oh my goodness massive thanks as well for everyone who got behind me when I when I kind of was on a bit of a mission the other week to bring myself back up to 150 ratings I'm on 146 guys I just need a few more so any more ratings and reviews on iTunes would be absolutely brilliant thank you so much please do subscribe as well and share if you've been listening it really does make the biggest of differences I really appreciate you being here with me and listening and being part of this amazing pioneering gorgeous community that we've got it's so special and I love it yeah that's it for another week so I'll be back in a couple of weeks time with some more juicy stuff for you take very good care and I'll see you soon Fertility Life Raft is a Queen M Productions podcast.